0: watching console conversations. Hello everybody, it's me, Walter the Germany Bowl back with Console Conversations. And I know that this might seem odd that I'm saying I'm back, but this time I really mean it because uh season two episode six uh the one about the Atari VCS was recorded about four weeks or three weeks ahead of time so this is the first time I'm bringing you something more up-to-date and this time I'm gonna be bringing you three topics three big brand new news topics the first one of those is the EA Play event, the second one is Nintendo's interesting business strategy and and apology, and the third one is the announcement of a true return for a beloved series of mine. So, we're going to start off with the EA Play event at 2020, and I did not think I would be talking about this. I, I thought, oh, I might make like a little, little comedy video just laughing at it, because it sucks so much, like it did last year, and the year before that, and the year before that. But this time, I gotta admit, I really, really liked it. It was short, to the point, and I didn't really think any of the games they showed were that dumb. They didn't focus on the Madden or FIFA games anymore, like they do every single year. They focused on legitimately interesting games. It wasn't perfect, it wasn't as good as the PS5 showcase, and there were many low points, but it was still well done. Um, It was still interesting, and most of the games shown were cool. So, we're not gonna go through everything but we're just going to go through the big announcements. So, they started off basically by just announcing that Apex Legends would be coming to the Nintendo Switch, which is cool. I might actually try it on that platform. I've never played Apex Legends, but it looks alright. All kind of like Titanfall, and it's made by the same guys who made Titanfall. And I like the single player in Titanfall, so... I might try that on the Switch, um, and that's coming in the fall, they said, I believe. Um, and then they announced just a bunch of games, a ton of games, coming to Steam and Switch and all kinds of platforms and crossplay. That was, like, the first, like, half of the show was just them showing that stuff. Uh, they, I don't know if this was already revealed or not, but they talked about Command and Conquer Remaster collection, which is cool. I don't- I've never known that series, but I know that that was big for a lot of people, and I don't know if that was new or not, but they did announce it was coming to Steam, at least, so that's cool. Um, and then they had a whole thing about The Sims 4, even though that game's already out, and they don't have any new, uh, Sims games coming out. I thought it was kind of weird, but it was just about, like, oh, The Sims allows us to- be who we are and all that. So, you know, the first half definitely some cool announcements in there. I think the biggest one was Apex Legends coming to Switch, but it was not very boring. It was fine, but then we had uh, after all that we had the uh, <laughs> uh, we had Rocket Arena, and oh my God, I cannot wait for that game. It looks so fun. It's a it's like a shooter, but you have all kinds of uh, like weird abilities or something, and like you, the characters are really fun. But the big thing is it's all with rocket launchers, so you have to be careful about like your explosions and the radius. So it it looks super fun. I am really hyped for that game. Um, I probably won't buy it uh, until it's like really cheap because it's forty bucks. But they, I believe they said that, um, that the battle pass or season pass or whatever, they're free. So that was one of the best parts of the show. Um, they also showed off Star Wars Squadrons much more extensively. And Star Wars Squadrons, to me, looks like a spiritual successor to Rogue Squadron. Um, and I think it is going to be very fun. Because here's the thing, um... With the Star Wars games that EA's made in the past, Star Wars Battlefront One was fine, uh, but it didn't—it barely had any content, and the DLC was way overpriced. The second one had had content, but most of it was non-functional. The online was terrible. The single-player was very underwhelming and bad, uh, and they crammed it full of loot boxes and microtransactions. So, uh, then, they said, okay, we're gonna make a better Star Wars game, and that was Jedi Fallen Order on, uh, from 2019, and I haven't really played it, there's a reason, because I've seen how glitchy and buggy it is, uh, it's definitely better than the Battlefront games, that's for sure, but, yeah, it was a very buggy, unfinished, untested, and, yeah, uh, not very... Uh, polished game. I mean, it looked nice, and it's supposed to be very fun, but yeah, the glitches are really what held that game back. But this new one, I think it looks really good. It might have glitches just like the last one, but I think that with the new uh, perspective and the new idea of, oh, you're in the cockpit, I think that is a much better idea, and that'll make it a lot harder for them to screw it up. Which, with EA, you really just need to find a way for them to not screw everything up. Um, And, I know that sounds mean, but it's just true. Uh, And then we got uh, some EA Originals. And we got uh, a game called It Takes Two, which I don't know much about. It's like this co-op puzzle game, I think. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, But it's it's some kind of cool little nifty puzzle game by the guy who made a way out which is like one of the only EA games I'm legitimately interested in um and They showed Lost in Random which other than Rocket Arena and Star Wars Squadrons is probably my favorite thing that they showed off Lost in Random looks really fun I really like the idea the dice character looks adorable Um, so That's pretty much all the big announcements. Oh, wait, yeah, they announced a new skate game. Um, This was a lot of people's favorite things. I've never played a skate game. I have played Tony Hawk, um, and that's a skating game, and I really like that, even though I don't like skateboarding, actually. Uh, I don't find that to be a very interesting subject, but those games are very well made. And the skate games are supposed to be just as good, if not better. So, uh, yeah, they ended off the conference basically by showing us, like, just telling us, hey, there's a new skate game coming. They had a little thing about the EA Sports, but that was not really anything massive, uh, which is is a very good thing. That was the point in the conference where I was like, okay, they actually did a good job, because I thought they were going to do a whole... 10 minute thing about, oh, Madden, and FIFA, and all this, and I'm like, yeah, don't do that. And they didn't, so that's good. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all they announced, and apparently, I didn't notice this, but they showed, like, 10 seconds of gameplay for the next game in the Dragon Age series, which people have, are excited for. So, overall, this is probably one of their best E3 conferences in recent memory, like, ever since, like, uh, 2014, uh, that I can remember, they've always just been garbage at E3, um, and there wasn't really E3 this year, but, uh, this was basically their E3, and they did a good job. I think, overall, they could have done a bit more, like, I think they could have shown us some more stuff. I think there was, it could have been 30 minutes, I think, they could have cut out the whole Sims part, they could have cut out, uh, maybe made the Star Wars Squadrons trailer shorter, they could have cut out that EA Sports things entirely, and they could have made the talking segments a bit less long. So, I think there were definite improvements to be made, um, but I think EA did a pretty solid job this year, and with that being said, let's get into our second topic, which is Nintendo issuing an apology? Stay tuned to find out. So uh, with EA Play being actually pretty good, there was Nintendo left, and uh Nintendo hasn't done anything this year, really. <laughs> like uh, obviously that's an exaggeration. Uh they've you know they released Animal Crossing and Clubhouse games and they're gonna do Paper Mario and they did Xenoblade. So they did definite like they did things, but they haven't really done a lot compared to the years before, and obviously reasons why, but Joy-Con Drift was something that people have been struggling with for years now, but have just not been dealing- like, uh, people have been, uh, dealing with it for so long and complaining about it to Nintendo, they just haven't really done much about it, uh, now they released the new Red Box Switch that I unboxed earlier, um, and that has better Joy-Cons, like, with them, I feel like a, there's a small click. They added something to the Joy-Con sticks to prevent them from drifting. And so far, I haven't had any issues with them. But still, that's $300 just to get those Joy-Cons with a new Switch. That's ridiculous, Nintendo. And they shouldn't even have to pay $60 to get new Joy-Cons that won't drift they should get them for free, because they paid for those controllers, and those, and it's your fault that those controllers are not functioning properly. The dual, for me, honestly, the Dual Shock 4 is way worse than the Joy-Con, because I had so many issues with my Dual Shock 4 lagging, and sticking, I mean, I'm getting, uh, I have a new one shipping to me, but, you know, it's, it's, that one's that controller's terrible with, when it comes to that. But Nintendo, with their controllers, they're on a portable. So, it's a lot more important, because with most portable game systems, the controls are on the system. So, with a lot of people, they, um, they might only play in handheld mode, With the, like the Switch Lite, too. They are soldered on, and they're having stick drift. So they really needed to get their act together, and we haven't been hearing much, so people kind of just dealt with it, which is really sad. They shouldn't have to do that. But, uh, the president of Nintendo, not Nintendo of America, not Doug Bowser, um, uh, but Shintaro Furukawa, uh, literally gave an apology on behalf of all of Nintendo on Joy-Con Drift and they said they want to continue to improve their products. And that's a very good sign. I think that is a good idea to apologize. We haven't heard anything since, um, but I'm recording this on the 1st, so we might (laughs) hear something uh, eventually. But yeah, this... some people are speculating this could be a Switch Pro announcement or a hint at a Switch Pro, but I don't think that they would use this apology as a way to get interest in a new redesign of their console. That's something like EA or Microsoft would do. Well, EA doesn't have consoles, but if they did. Um, Not Nintendo. They don't do stuff like that nearly as much, and when they do, it was on the Wii U, so I don't think that that's true. But I do think that this is a good thing for him to apologize. I think it's- we don't- I've never really seen many news stories on Furukawa talking on Nintendo. Like, he doesn't really say much. It's mostly Nintendo of America. But regardless, still really neat uh, that he did that. I really like that. And they also said that they're going- they're- they don't like the directs anymore, basically, long story short, and I think that that's kind of sad, but also makes sense as of right now, so I think we should expect, like, oh, every month on the 14th, which is when, uh, Paper Mario was announced, like, last month around that time in June, we got, um, a new trailer for Paper Mario. So either it's just gonna be new trailers for Paper Mario every month until it comes out, um, and then they'll just stop because that's their only game this year, which I really hope they're not just gonna coast on Paper Mario and Animal Crossing. But, uh, What I think is, oh, maybe this month they'll have Metroid Prime Trilogy or something, and then Metroid Prime 4. Next month, maybe Breath of the Wild 2, and then the Mario remasters. Something like that. I think if they just gave us, you know, info on... If they gave us the Mario remakes in, like, a one-game pack and 3D World Deluxe, shout out to Switch Stop, Um, if they just did that and then maybe gave us, like, you know, new details on Metroid Prime 4 or, or The Wild 2 and then maybe, maybe one of them comes out late this year, early 2021. That would be fine. I would be totally uh, fine with that and yeah. So with that being said, let's go into our final major topic and that is the revitalization of a series that I adore. And yeah, that's right, it's Crash Bandicoot 4, Cash Banooka 4, it's about time, is coming in early October, and, oh my god, yes! Whew! I can't even, I can't even put into words how excited I am. I at first thought, oh, the shield will be okay, you know, Last of Us 2. Then I learned about Ghost of Tsushima. Then I played Last of Us 2, and then I learned about this, and that, uh, Rocket Arena, and the PS5 with Spider-Man, I mean, just insane, yes, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time is Happening, um, yes, thank you, that's all I need to hear, now it's time we get into our quickfire segment. And... Here we are at the end of this episode with our quickfire round, and uh, with the quickfire round, I don't really have any quick stories uh, as of right now, except for this one. And... Oh, ho, <laughs> of us part two um so and you know this is very controversial um now I have to put out a little thank you my review of the last of us 2 got a hundred and thirty views as of today and that's just insane that's the best view most viewed video in the least amount of time so thank you guys so much Um. It beat out all my other videos, it is an insane success, so thank you guys for that. Um, But yeah, the game is very, very controversial. Um, There are a lot of users on Metacritic um, and some YouTubers who really don't like it. Uh, um, You know, for me personally, I adored the game. I think a lot of people had a reaction to the story and they you and they didn't give it a chance really and here's what I I got actually legitimately angry about people are comparing it to death stranding but here's the thing about death stranding people really hated death stranding for the gameplay because the gameplay was boring a lot of people thought the gameplay was boring, and from what I've seen with the controls and the gameplay and the climbing and the glitches, it, I don't find that game interesting. But the people who liked it, liked it for what? The story they weren't really defending the gameplay that much because they know they because they didn't really like it that much either but they looked past gameplay which again is the most important part of the game in favor of the story and the graphics and with the last of us 2 everybody says the gameplay and graphics and music and world and mechanics are all amazing but the story is bad the only thing they dislike is the story, and here's the thing. Yes, a story is important with The Last of Us. I think that it's not good for a story to be bad. But one, if the story was the worst thing ever, which it isn't, then it doesn't deserve zeros. It deserves maybe like an eight or, or a six. If the story is that bad, it's only one part of the game. The game is the most important part of the game. And with, and two, the story doesn't suck. It's not bad. People got mad at one thing, which I'm not going to spoil, but they got mad at one thing, but they didn't understand what that thing meant in the greater scheme of the story. They saw that in the leaks, or they saw it in the first hour of the game, and then they quit, and they didn't give it a chance, because once you get halfway through the game, you'll remember that the theme of the game makes sense. The thing they were mad about makes sense and is very well done in the context of the rest of the story, and if you don't like the story, whatever, cool, fine, but you have to admit that, one, there are things in it that are very good, and it's not all bad. And it's not the worst story ever, and two, it's not worth giving it an abysmal score. You have to admit that. And I'm I know, if whatever you think, whatever, who cares? But it's been stirring up a ton of controversy. But for me, it's every game gets bad scores, and the scores have been going up and I don't even want to get into the whole thing that people are claiming, oh, Metacritic is blocking negative scores, whatever. Every game gets review bombed at the beginning. Animal Crossing, Death Stranding, every single game ever (laughs) that is massive, pretty much all of them get review bombed at some point. And people are acting like it's unique to The Last of Us 2? No, it's not. So it is not terrible, it is not generally perceived as terrible, because hundreds of critics, and I'm not going to say that IGN or GameSpot are the most trustworthy people, they're definitely not, they are pretty dumb when it comes to a lot of games, but when you consider that every single critic gave it a great score, it shattered sales records for the uh, PlayStation 4, and the gameplay is universally known to be good it is not that big of a deal and I and the only complaints were that one thing in the story which again in context is is actually very well done another thing in the story which again in context is very well done and then people got mad at, because there was uh, they called it an SJW game I'm not even going to get into that uh, I don't really know what they're saying but when they say that, but, you know, overall, I don't understand the hate, but there is hate, and let me just say this, if you hate the game, whatever, you are entitled to that opinion, but if you give the game a 0 out of 10 because you didn't like one or two things in the story, you have to admit you're being a bit reactionary, emotional, and ridiculous. So, that closes out our quickfire round. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode of Console Conversations. This was more of a general news roundup, and I'm very happy to have made this episode. It's, I uh, think, going to be a very good episode. And, yeah, again, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, make sure to comment down below what you want to see us talk about next. Be safe, and goodbye!